0: hello and welcome to do the right thing your weekly writing prompt podcast i'm alexandra and i'm jarvis jarvis and i were aspiring writers with one simple common problem we never actually took the time to sit down and write exactly so to solve this problem
1: we are issuing a challenge each week we sit down for 30 minutes and complete a
0: short story using three or four randomly generated words then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story, sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. Thing. Uh, doof, doof media, media production. production. I didn't realize that cigarettes smell really good.
1: Cigarettes do have a uh, pretty, pretty decent smell. Um, I would mm-hmm. say is definitely
0: one that like grows, grows on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me... I don't mean like I- smoke cigarettes. I just mean like just tobacco. Just yeah, like- yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like for uh, for me, that's uh, that's a smell that I kind of see fondly Tasty. because mm-hmm. my uh, grandmother and grandfather are cereal smokers. They smoke mm-hmm. every day.
0: They smoke cereal.
1: Yes, they they uh, take some. Do they have uh, favorite brands? Uh, uh, Captain Crunch, you know, right? And then they, mm-hmm. and then they grind, and then they grind. Uh, I would imagine and, that uh, the
0: marshmallows would really. Um, kick it up another notch.
1: Oh yeah, definitely that like little gooey bit that uh you mm-hmm. smoke, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, is since that, is that what since they, call they tar? both smell? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, but but yeah, since uh, since they both smoked every day, um, that smell has has always been likened to family. So you know, when I'm like mm-hmm, passing mm-hmm,
0: by mm-hmm. A, a group of young smokers, I'm like,
1: ah, I should call my family.
0: mm Hmm. That's well, that's nice, I think. Um, yeah? I mean, it's nice to have reminders to your family and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I I, I get that. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've just been, you know, in the city and there are many scents around. Mm, um, yes. And there's some, yeah, that I, that I like more than others. Um, I will say, at least in my area, the city does not smell bad, which is kind of nice, even though it's not like a very nice area. Yeah, um, but but
1: but you're not living close to like downtown because I no, know no, down no. downtown yeah. is is where a lot of the smells sort of yeah, where there's
0: more there. people. Um, mm-hmm. that makes sense. More body um, odors. Did I tell you that the I, I mentioned this before on the podcast? I think, but the first bus, um, that they took when I first got back here in mm-hmm. the city smelled. Strongly of pizza, like fresh <laughs> out of the oven pizza. It was nice. like, it was like, hey, welcome home, you know? Yeah, welcome home. Get it you a good. slice. Um, God, it's way too expensive, though. I did buy mm-hmm. an eighteen-dollar large pizza. It was just like, this is just wow. cheese. Please, please have mercy.
1: Have you have you not been uh, to like any of the uh, single slice shops? Well, like, no, like, of course, like of course. But I, but
0: I wanted, I wanted more than a single slice. I mm. wanted many slices. And sometimes the single slices are expensive, too, especially if you want literally anything but cheese. Like, yeah, cheese, sure. you can get, like, you know, $2 or whatever or less, um, but for literally any toppings, it's, like, three or four, like, immediately, which is too Dang. much. I'm yeah, going to pay $8 for two slices of of um, fucking Hawaiian, like... Yeah, no.
1: also, like, especially if, if the pizza isn't, like, stu- stupendous, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, if it's not the, the best slice that you've, like, ever had,
0: then, yeah, I'll just go to Little Caesars, buddy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not that far. Um, <laughs> But, uh. okay, back to the tobacco thing. Do you think it would be fine if I just, like, tapped out a cigarette and then just, like, lit that on fire? Like, just, just in my room, you know? Just like, not to smoke, to, just to, just just to, to smell. smell it.
1: Yeah um well like a cigarette little, little metal smell
0: bowl will get into the
1: walls mm-hmm. and old cigarettes do not smell that good mm-hmm. but you have the right to try it okay maybe i'll just Why open not? the window when it's yeah. not freezing cold which is <laughs> that's a, like a weird weird thing so you don't so you so you don't want to smoke it no. You don't even want any like uh, nicotine what no, whatsoever. No, 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 no. Like I mean, no, you no, don't no, 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 you don't even no. vape, right? No, but I don't even vape. You still just want that that scent in your room. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, it's kind of like a cherry kind of smell. I like it. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe a, um, they were mm. smoking a no, certain no, kind you know of it, cigarette. No, you know what it reminds me of, sir? Not cherries. It's it smells like dates. Like yeah? the fruit, like dates. Yeah. It's I'll, very like
1: yeah. I would actually say it's, exactly it's definitely the flavor very like of dates. Irby.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna eat some dates later. I've, okay, I vowed it. I'm gonna find them. I don't know what stores sell them here, because not every grocery store does. But yeah, I will find them.
1: You could um you could eat dates and smoke a cigarette uh and while you're also doing that it's you like an earthy a story speaking of right. stories, sorry
0: sorry y'all sorry this is not a sponsored you know i i will say we have not mentioned a single cigarette brand name so we are not sponsored by big tobacco yes um no. this is all this is all home passions so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah but speaking of big tobacco um, here on Do the Right Thing, we mm-hmm. sit down and we read stories that were submitted by our mm-hmm. one. Well, listeners. While smoking some big fat cigars. Yes. Yeah, some big old cigars. And I'm uh, really happy to see that we got six stories this, this week mm-hmm. yeah. and two new writers. So I'm yeah, excited to dive into this and see what y'all brought us this week. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: who's the writer that we're going to be reading this week, Travis?
1: Yeah, so uh, we will be reading a story by No Goodbye named Sable and Kanna.
0: So this is Isabel and Kana by No Goodbye. They left a content warning, so don't listen for a second if you don't want even the most minor spoiler, um, for dealing with queer angst, specifically about being a trans girl and liking girls. I finish picking out the mushrooms out of my burger. Why didn't you just ask the guy for no mushrooms? Isabel asks. It would be one more extra thing to remember. The underpaid this hell staff working here have a lot to juggle already. I don't want to come off as entitled or anything. Admirable, but I'm sure they won't think that. Worst case scenario, they just forget. I shrug. Hold on a sec, Kana. Bathroom's finally free. The burger joint we're at only has a single bathroom stall by the sink. Belle practically speed walks toward it, and I could see one or two other customers who had been waiting at their seats momentarily stand up before sitting back down at the sight of her. I take advantage of the moment of silence in this crowded restaurant to take a deep breath. I can't believe I'm coming out to her in this greasy cook's burgers. It serves me right for stalling this long funny that I'm having trouble with this even after I'd come out to Belle in the past before. But that was different. According to her, I'd shown signs of being an egg for almost as long as she'd known me. She'd had experience with cousins coming out as trans and gay before, and I trusted her. It'd been nice. I wouldn't have survived second year without her. One of the signs she had noted back then was the way I talked about girls. I admired them, I was nervous around the popular girls with their nice straight hair and soft eyes, but I didn't think of them the way the boys did. As she put it, I wasn't gross about it. Probably wasn't the best way to put it, but I got what she meant. The thing I hated the most about being in the closet was being lumped in with my girl-crazy entitled male classmates. You've heard of locker room talk. I've heard it with my own poor ears. The boys were expected to be into the girls, and dating, flirting, all that stuff. It was part of being a boy or a girl your age. It had been alienating for me, who hadn't been comfortable enough to express that part of being a teenager because I hadn't been comfortable with the role I was given. Coming out, first to Belle, then the rest of the school, had lifted... A massive burden. But the thing about how things work around here, you're never free of expectations. I transitioned. I let my peers get accustomed to the new, real me, but not all of me. I'm a girl now, and that came with its own set of implications. I'm one of the girls. They talk to me about the girl stuff now. They've let me into the club, so to speak. I'm invited to the sleepovers and the mall trips. Guys would flirt with me, even. For the most part, it's what I'd wanted for what's probably my whole life. For the most part. I still prefer jeans to skirts. I suck at makeup, and it's a hassle to maintain. I rarely bother. I refuse to part ways with my action figure collection. They just have more company in my room with the Sanrio plushies I'd been gifted by Belle and Jessie. Femininity isn't something I pursue any more than I did masculinity the years before. And I still think girls are really, really pretty and nice. And I want to hold a pretty girl's hand and kiss her and go on dates. And I think Belle's a pretty girl. So, have you thought about it? Hmm? I hadn't even noticed that she'd been back from the bathroom. About who to take to prom? I seriously think August from our English class is planning to ask you. Gonna say yes to that? I twirl the straw in my mostly full plastic cup. He's nice, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you two get along well, and he's big into Nintendo and stuff too, right? Yeah. If I'd been a different person, maybe, I could see myself being into August. He is nice. He is good looking. And it's not that I'm not into guys, it's just, I find it difficult to be invested in people. Like, really, truly invested. It takes me knowing them for years, paying attention to every little part of them, little by little, painting a full picture of them in my head. All the good, the bad, the superficial. And having someone for that long in your life, you gain a sense of security and that consistency. They're fully integrated into your daily routine and your waking thoughts. You read a book, or watch a movie, or see a nice evening sky and think, she'd love this. Belle loves all things with a little bit of sadness in them. Tragedies, rainy, lonely evenings, poems of heartbreak. I think it's cathartic, to her, to have a way to explore these feelings through the safety of art. How about you? Um... Have anyone in mind for you?" I practically force the question out. I don't even look her in the eye. She ponders. Dunno. I've been exchanging a lot of DMs with Franklin from Math A. You like him? I think he likes me. That's still up in the air. She smiles. I can picture them. Franklin, built like a brick with a neat crew cut, a nice black tux. With Isabel in a flowing dress looking as gorgeous as she's always been, having the time of her life with a boy's arms around her waist, a wrong, misguided Kana voice in my head considers how easier it would be to be with a girl had I never transitioned. Maybe. But it wouldn't be easy being with myself like that. I'd been one of the girls on an honorary level way before I came out fully even to myself. I was the safe guy friend to the other girls. Sensitive, in touch with his feminine side, so presumably gay and not at risk of falling for them. That wrong, Kana voice asks again, would Isabel think the same of me if she knew I liked girls? Would that safety be threatened? I like girls, Belle. I say the words before I realize that I'm saying them. Belle's eyes go wide. Oh, hey, hey, don't cry. Kana. She wipes the tears I hadn't realized were there with paper napkins they'd given us with our meals. I, um, I just was scared is the most I can manage. Oh, it's all right, sis. She hugs me in the middle of the restaurant. Our school's super chill toward queer kids, right? You could totally go with a girl. It's totally fine. Right, but I know a bunch of gay girls in our year that I could set you up with. Wait, okay, let me bring up their Instagrams. God, if I knew you'd be interested, I would have introduced you to them a long time ago. I stopped talking. She offers me a share of her fries as she scrolls through her phone, affirming to me that I have nothing to worry about. She talks about the queer girls who go to our school. Some of them I've met, but I never knew they liked girls. Not... Her, though. None of them's you, Belle. Nothing's changed.
1: Well, all right. I I really like this uh, this story. This story seems so genuine and and honest. And I really loved not only the the dialogue but also a um a lot of a lot of the prose that sort of go over the accepted feeling that this uh, main uh, character has within their friend group but also you get a strong sense of want from Mm -hmm. this character um especially heading heading towards the um, end when they sort of go into the blurb about how the about how the main character likes girls um and like sort of going over how uh the queer people are accepted at their high school but they're unsure if like Maybe their own version of, of, of queer will be ag- accepted. So yeah, overall, this, uh, this story was really great when it focused on these emotions and, and focused on the sort of mental blocks that this main uh, character had and then also really going into what their, uh, their wants are. So overall, this is a very balanced story that told a very um, grounded um, plot that I was really happy to read overall.
0: Yeah, um, No Goodbye talks about how this is sort of a reflection of some of their own feelings and, and such, um, and uh, I think yeah, that's a really good way to use this as these prompts, um, to use them as a way to reflect upon those feelings and draw them out, and you can see them in front of you um, in another character that's not exactly you, but perhaps very similar. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's really useful for that. I think, um, uh, I definitely relate a lot to it. I didn't come out in high school, but I definitely had a lot of the same sort of feelings. I definitely had the sort of same conversation of just like, yeah, um, thank you for supporting me, but that's not, you know, it's not what I am actually desiring. Um, that sort of awkwardness. Um, so yeah, it's it's some complex feelings being written out here. Um. I did feel that um, I, I I did very much like the sort of uh, thought press, the thought process running through of um, what the problem is and why it's difficult to go through and the different factors um, of just like, yeah, having acceptance, but then having another, you know, twist and not wanting to um, complicate things further.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Yeah, and I think that that twist um, really makes this, this story, you know, because the whole beginning section is just basically conversation over burgers. And I do like how Source starts in this very... Mundane, uh, typical place, really, on how, like, they're, uh, talk, they're talking about burgers and they're, uh, talking about how the, like, main character doesn't want to tell them to, to leave out the, like, mushrooms and, and, like, uh, yada, yada. And I think that's a really nice, nice place to, to start. Cause, you know, mm-hmm. I've been in that moment where, you know, you don't want to put, put more and more work on this person that's obviously underpaid, but you also want, mm-hmm. want certain things. So I think that that is a really nice place to where we can see, character
0: clearly before we get
1: any any of the real um crux of what this story is
0: yeah it didn't actually occur to me until until you mentioned it but actually doesn't that reflect really well on the problem itself right it does yes it, it does perfectly yeah yeah the the main character um you know has a has something they're not really communicating because they don't want to come off as um entitled and they yes. they do use that word later on again multiple times talking about how the boys talking about girls are doing it in an entitled way and they just don't want to do that they want to be um, respectful and kind and sweet and not in a in, in in love femininity not in a masculine way but in a feminine way themselves mm-hmm. um and that sort of complex thing of um, I mean, I, I get that. Sometimes, like, being attracted to women is kind of dysphoric. Like, <laughs> it's, like, because of uh, gender norms and um, compulsory uh, heterosexuality is just, like, implying that, like, oh, I'm not really um, actually trans because I'm still attracted to women, which is, that's that's what guys are supposed to do. Um, and it's complicated because you're not that, but also it's still... It's like a part of you that didn't change with the gender change, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just some complicated feelings to be working through. Um, And I I think what's interesting here is that... um, I don't know if the character can tell, but it seems... I don't know if Belle is gay, right? Like, I I didn't Mm -hmm. see anything specifically saying that Belle is gay. She only talks about... um, like a specific boy that she's been, um, maybe talking to, um, mm-hmm. Franklin. And uh, but the but the main mm-hmm.
1: character obviously has a thing for for Belle.
0: Oh yeah, of course, of course. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's the whole thing is that um, yeah. is that, uh, none of them's uh, you, Bell? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm, yeah. Which honestly, for me, great great way to sort of end it, and it's really sort of opening up this. Um, this conflict to where i can see like this playing out in like a sort of long long form thing um but yeah
0: yeah um and it's complicated because yeah they have these unrequited feelings and um it's sort of there's multiple barriers to it right of just like you know being very close friends and not wanting to be seen as like like i'm sure kana is absolutely thrilled just to be bell's friend right yeah um, but yeah, they have those, those feelings and they don't want to ruin a friendship either. Um, especially because, yeah, there is a sort of thing of like, oh, since you're attracted to me, that means that like, that's how we we have to view our interactions is with the context of you are attracted to me want to be with me. It's the same thing with any, with even, um, cisgender gay mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it just complicates things. It makes things harder. Um, that said, I, I think there is some other stuff going on. Like, um, like, yes, Kana clearly very, very much wants Belle in particular. But also, I don't know. I feel like they should open themselves up. I mean, Bell's trying to set them up with other uh, gay girls in the school. And, like, you know, that could be delightful too. And yes, Kana is just like, is kind of afraid of not um of reaching out to people that they don't know and really are only into people that they've been comfortable with for a long time but yeah yeah sometimes that's just not how it works out and i think that stuff is like coming through and reflecting um and we can see that in the character and we can see some of those difficulties that they're having um but the character can't and i think that's that's interesting
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I do love how like we, we spend a, a good portion in the middle and Kana sorta of spells out how they find it a hard time to really care about the, those other people. Mm-hmm. Um which, which I think is why they've latched on to Belle so so much, because it seems that there's so much history between Kana and mm-hmm. and, and Bell. Hence why Kana does have those feelings for of uh, for Bell. Um, but yeah, overall, this uh, this story is p- pretty con- uh, complex in what it's trying to portray, and mm-hmm. you know you can really just sort of sit on this and, and like mull and like mull over it, and you'll find like a new angle mm-hmm. of um, this person going through so many different different struggles, and you know you can really see how neither neither participant within this is sort of being entirely forth- forth- forthcoming. It's the I think that the most would be Bell. Um, but again, I don't know if Belle even picks up on the vibes that, that Kana is um, putting out towards her. Um, yeah, but overall knows? like, really great, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so in one of the comments No Goodbye talks about how um, going through these prompts has made them really aware of the style of writing that they tend to fall into when they don't attempt to actively go for something different. So, um, that's a really good thing to reflect good, upon. Yeah. And I absolutely have done, have realized the same thing about my own writing. At the same time, um, you know, it's not necessarily bad to have things that you, um, do over and over, like, you know, that's just, could be your style, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but of course, experimenting and branching out of it just to see, you know, if you can, right, and um, what you can learn from jumping out of that style, I think is also, of course, very, very valuable, but uh, my my point with that is just, um, even though, yeah, it might be, like, a, a thing that you repeat and something that you fall into, um, that doesn't make it necessarily inherently bad. Just maybe, yeah, no. try to do it with intention, perhaps.
1: Yeah, and, and like honestly, I I see that as a good thing. You know, it is good to to know what your what your typical style is, so that you can improve upon that that style by mm-hmm. um, incorporating different techniques that you might get from trying to write in a different style. You know, this is mm-hmm. just the process of uh, maturing as a writer. When you do find mm-hmm. your your place within the a vast and complex
0: world of of literature. Um, Yeah. Um, because there, there's so many ways to write and it's just like, there's always room, um, for whatever your particular style is because like you don't, not everyone has to be Hemingway. Right. And I, I don't mean that in a great writer sort of way, but in a like Hemingway style sort of way. Right. Yeah. Um, that every author ends up being a little bit different and that's just what, that's what, um, makes them unique and interesting. Um, and uh yeah so don't don't be afraid of like developing that style um so long as it's like yours um and it's done with like intention
1: yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah definitely definitely but all right thank you very much to no goodbye for submitting your story uh and i think it's high time to roll roll on into our listener submitted story section so thank you so much to uh a activists jarby Jazz, just stan 8460 walker by faith and morgan la a for for mm-hmm. submitting your stories and yeah. the first
0: story we will be talking
1: about is a untitled story by uh by a- apathetic activist
0: so um thank you for joining us apathetic a- activist mm-hmm. we really um love having new writers um so this is a short story uh between just a conversation between two characters tyler and his girlfriend kaya and um Mm -hmm. they're having a very stressful conversation we jump right in the middle of it um right in uh, as she um as he responds to something that she has said saying you expect an apology and she says don't you think i deserve one and and so on just clearly like there's something complex going on and Mm -hmm. we get we get um dialogue from kaya but we get the um internal monologue from um tyler and see that he's kind of struggling with whatever it is um and he's really really stressed out and she's doesn't know what's going on with him he's been hiding something and she asks if it's drugs and he says it's not and she says not to lie and it's like we can kind of tell that he's not entirely lying, but maybe he also is. Um yeah. until we finally get it revealed that um he's been growing mushrooms um with the intention of selling them and then not having to worry about money anymore. Okay. Um Yeah, and then there's this sort of moment at the end uh, after he finally like admits that uh, he's been so stressed out um that you know maybe she will like accept it because she knows how much she's like trying i think mm-hmm. um but it's clearly a, like a complex issue that they're having yeah definitely and you know first and
1: foremost i will always respect someone's grind so good <laughs> on you buddy um <laughs> but He's yeah, very, yeah sure, i sure. yeah but i, don't I, I yeah uh, uh, hey they're legal in a lot of countries Mm -hmm. Um, but I really do love how we are hopping in, like in the middle of this, uh, conversation. It like, Really forces us to pick up on any possible d de- uh, detail, which means that we are reading it more uh, attentively because we're because we're already hooked and we sort of want to know where this has been going and you know how how this uh, conversation is going to end. And I do like this th- this sort of back and forth. You get a lot of hints of like what kind of re- relationship these these people have. If it's been turbulent in the past, have they made up in, in the past? um and yeah i I just think that this follows a really natural progression of a a dialogue piece of them both sort of digging in deeper to sort of get at like what the other person wants to to know um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think like overall this this has like really really great great uh dialogue and Honestly, I think I think that the um, the uh, the only thing for me is is the form of it I, I I know when you pour anything over into Reddit it'll definitely mess with um, any sort of uh, uh, paragraph breaks so you know or you know or, 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 or you know anything like uh, like that so um, that's that is that is all all right 100% but yeah I think I think that's that's the only thing it's just uh, give us a, a couple of uh,
0: breaks in mm-hmm. uh in the form of it, physically. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's just something that they'll, they'll edit for the next time for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, one thing that I did like in it is um, there's a part about in the middle where Tyler keeps looking at this spot on his thumbnail um, where it says um, it looked like the sort of thing caused by hitting it with a hammer or getting it caught in a car door. I thought that was really interesting. What do you think that was about? Uh, a spot on his thumb? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we being shown it? Hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, like, within the context of this story, um, I feel maybe it's to show that Tyler isn't, like, doing good. I I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, normally, if, you know, there was a spot on your thumb, yeah, normally it's like, oh, it's been crushed by by something, you know, caught in a car door or, or, like, whatever. But I think within the context of this story, we might... We are supposed to maybe think that it's sort of linked to why Kayla is so worried about Tyler. You mm-hmm. know,
0: could be. Um,
1: but yeah, then again, I'm I'm not total I'm not totally sure mm-hmm. how it how it really links in.
0: Yeah, my theory would just be that something um, thematic of just like i don't know some something about accidentally hurting yourself i'm not entirely sure um Hmm. i don't know how intentional it was uh for that to be something for me to uh, fixate on yeah um apathetic activists however uh regardless i would love to uh things like that little details like that i think are are fascinating um and um if it is reflecting on like the themes or or trying to reveal something to us um maybe i'm just being bad at picking it up on but um yeah i would love to have that sort of thing be clear and and stand out a little bit more
1: mm, yeah yeah same same or you know have it linked back back into the uh main point of the mm-hmm. story but yeah oh uh, overall thank you so much for writing uh, in and i'm looking forward to seeing you again sometime in the future for sure Mm -hmm. all right so up next is by jarby jazz with nutsack noir 2 part 1
0: yes uh thank you for apologizing jarby jazz for making us (laughs) say nutsack so much i do i do appreciate that in in a comment on the story so this is part of that um the noir story that they were uh writing last week um which is yeah it's, it's really in depth with that um the, the noir feeling, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's full of these little cliches sometimes, you know, saying Mrs. or ex-Mrs. Um, yeah, there's a part later on, um, yeah, there's a wonderful, like little turns of phrase, like the, the second part ends with little did I know just how fetid this place was once the top was burned away. Um, <laughs> which is like making reference to how it was talking about mushrooms before. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones uh it was a bloody sunset on the islands but i could see a bright star on the horizon shining my path forward um Mm. which uh i think it was literal actually because there was actually a meteorite uh, which fell yeah (laughs) Um, which i thought was an interesting (laughs) touch but uh, just to sum up the the plot the character goes and um went to the funeral of the guy he talked to the last part um then finds one of the people who put a hit on him like a low-level like government woman um questions her like beats her pretty horribly actually afterwards um and then a meteorite has hit the island so there's like fires everywhere and has joined the the firefighters and uh um does some more questioning there yeah yeah so uh first and foremost
1: i i i love a good a new r and then also i i do like how within this version the intentional satire and sort of commentary on the aesthetics of uh, noir are a lot more um, obvious to uh, pick up on, um, especially when it comes to like naming of uh, certain things. But overall, I I really do like this story. I I love what is being done here on the prose level. You know those uh, turns of uh, phrases that are very. Uh, Emblematic of a uh, more classic uh, noir tropes. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I am really liking sort of like where this story is going from a uh, more general place that it was in the previous version to a more focused place where there is actually plot happening and um, the and like characters are being pushed, uh, p- pushed forward down certain paths. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, overall, I uh, really do like this sort of secondary entry and it's definitely building on all of the great things that we saw in the first one. So really great job mm-hmm
0: yeah i think emulating a style like this um it's clear that uh Derby jazz is having a good time with it mm-hmm. <laughs> um and um i think it's a very good practice to have i mean even when it is like a, s- a sort of silly thing like this although it is actually i don't know it, it's it's takes itself seriously which i like um that you can learn a lot by just writing with a different style like that mm-hmm. um i mean I- if you uh ever want to like write something with like an accent basically you know it writes something with a cowboy accent or anything else like that like it comes across and it affects how your narration works and it's just a good way to um yeah have your narration be impacted um on the prose level um by Mm -hmm. the character's thoughts and stuff and that's always a good thing to practice
1: yeah definitely definitely um but thank you very much for submitting this week and uh, up next is by Just Stand
0: eight four six zero with one hundred fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thanks for joining us, Just Stand. Uh, lovely to have two new writers this week. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we're, we're very much in a character's head, a high schooler who uh, is talking about their their plan um, to sneakily go into their uh, sneak into their um swim coaches uh office and change their entry on um a i think it's the the like record board or like to, to be available basically for like a big swim meet thing mm-hmm. um and so they're you know they take themselves very seriously they, they're talking as if they're like a criminal mastermind except it's just high school and their entire plan consists of like one person being a lookout one person firing an air horn near the girl's bathroom so that the teacher goes and checks it out and then running in there and, and doing the thing. Um, and it, of course, completely fails. Like, yeah, <laughs> as soon as we see it happen, which is great. Um, and I love the that um, as they go into the office, and we already know that it is failing, um, we uh, get told about how it's going to fail with uh, a an adult, you know, walking out. Um, walking past them, and they didn't even pay attention. And so, like, okay, they're about to get caught. And they do. Like, right in the middle of it, they're opening drawers, and they get caught. And we get that feeling um, that the character does of when they get caught, um, saying, as my hand closed on the handle and began to pull, I heard my name being spoken in a tone that only someone who's used to telling kids what to do would use. It had an instant effect on me. I got that prickly feeling on my face and hands. When a grown-up talks to you that way, even if you weren't doing anything wrong, you know you're in deep shit. Before mm-hmm. I could even think about what I was doing, I tried to make an apology and explain that I was looking for a water bottle I had lost. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> which is great, yeah. Yeah, that just, like, the stupid, stupid plan um, totally failed. And, and the best part is that the thing that they wanted to change was already the case. They they didn't actually have have the facts right and this whole thing was unnecessary and because they wanted to cheat that they ended up in detention and missing the meat entirely.
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah. So I really do love the sort of theme of um uh the persona sort of going over like like uh how many seconds this uh, this will take how how many minutes and it really does sort of build up the uh tension and the uh, and the severity of this moment only for us to like sort of uh, figure out oh they're trying to like change grades. Mm-hmm. so there, so like there are low low stakes but but due to the pros, we get to understand the sort of same stress that these characters are going through within mm-hmm. this this moment, which I like really loved and I love how we were so easily able to go into these uh, characters' heads. And like overall, I, I I do like this on the prose level. I do like how there does seem to be like a definite end to uh, to the story. It's sort of wrapped up pretty pretty nicely. And yeah, uh, overall, I think that that this is a really great uh, entry, um, especially for your first time entry. So thank you very much. Uh, Just stand.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I definitely was. Um... Not cheering this character on necessarily. I was just like, okay, well, they they kind of deserve this, um, and that yeah, I take being some. Have you, like, have you not ever wanted to, like, change a, no, a no. grade? No, no, that's not the problem. The problem is just how arrogant they were. It's very like, arrogant. Yeah, yes. this is a genius plan. I mean, by the end of it, I mean, it's clear they haven't even learned anything. They go, again, <laughs> it wasn't a bad plan, which it was. It totally was a bad plan.
1: Yeah. Just the
0: wrong plan. Also, Greg, who was a snitch, is an asshole. That part's true. Don't, don't snitch true. on your fellows, especially when it doesn't even hurt anyone. Um, just, yeah, just don't do that. But, um, the, yeah, the first part that it wasn't a bad plan, you know, this genius thing. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hilarious,
1: but a, a really, really great, great story. Um, mm-hmm. but all right, up next is
0: by Walker by Faith with Stranger Danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it starts off with a reflection on how, um, everyone talks about stranger danger and watch out for strangers but this one character chris is reflecting on how actually it's the ones that you love that you should be the most worried about mm-hmm. which instantly which gets is us a bit worried about what we're gonna have revealed to us yeah um and so we flash back and um chris has gone downstairs wearing some of their um sister's clothes and we are like you know a little like mm, what's going on here you know, there's there's a couple of possibilities that start running through our heads because we don't know the the gender of our main character we don't have that settled down in our heads um but um it, their father uh sees them and instantly you know is is very very upset and it is the same sort of thing as in that last story of just like suddenly you know, the, the the tone changes, and the main character didn't even realize that they were doing something that would be seen as wrong, uh, which is being a boy and wearing a dress, um, and instantly the father is, like, enraged, the mother's trying to protect, um, Chris, and they go and change, but not before the father, you know, calls them all sorts of things, and, um, yeah, ruins their relationship together. Um, and so, yeah, it's a sort of early, um, uh, instance of uh, homophobia and stuff that really affected this main character. I don't remember if if we get a confirmation on if they're trans or um, if they you know end up coming out later or not. But we sort of get that that's the sort of thing that's happening here.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, with within the story, as soon as that like one one line came up of how we should really be fearful of the people that that we do know, I was just sort of like on on edge and waiting to like see what what happened and um this this scene definitely played out similar to how I thought it mm-hmm. would um and you know I was feeling very very sorry for this for this main character especially with you know the the father saying saying all of these like awful things but I really do enjoy how the prose within this piece really do work and how we aren't sort of being thrown right right into it we're getting a bit with this this character so that we get a, a decent basis of like kind of who this this person is um and then jumping into them wearing a, a a skirt and then you know and then and then everything else that uh transpires as as soon as they walk down the uh, steps mm-hmm. so overall like the main focus of of this piece was definitely fu- fulfilled um and yeah like like you know after reading it I was I was sort of left with this sense that like yes it, it is very true that the people that we might know the 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 most when we are against their scorn it hurts more than a stranger could could ever mm-hmm. um so yeah overall this is a really well accomplished piece
0: mm-hmm. yeah um so um, yeah, Walker by Face talks about how they don't, um, I don't know, I, I, guess they're sort of implying that they don't feel, like, entitled to write from marginalized perspectives. I, I, I don't think you have to worry about that too much, um, as yeah, so long as you're doing it with, with respect and not, yeah. I don't know, and, 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 that you're open to hearing feedback. I think it's, it's, um, totally good. yeah. Um, and also, like, this is the sort of thing that's also just, like, really common. Um, like, you don't even have to be trans for this to be a thing that happened to you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Any boy that's ever even accidentally worn um, opposite-gender clothing, like, pretty commonly has experienced something like this. Um, and, it, you know, <laughs> clothing doesn't... It, the, the gender of clothing is very arbitrary. So, like, this sort of thing happens by accident all the time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, um,
1: to uh, do a quick uh, uh, aside, I, I know that my uh, dad got, like, furious with uh, with me once because, cause, mm-hmm. like, I was wearing this um, jacket, which apparently was a women's jacket because the buttons were on the like left Mm, left side and he went off like i have never seen a man so mad at a jacket
0: yeah Um, yeah for the buttons being on the wrong side yeah
1: exactly and and, you know this is this is coming from a a cisgender black black man you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it is it is definitely something that people from across the um, spectrum can um experience you know mm-hmm. so you 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 really shouldn't be too too worried about of course you know stepping on uh anyone's tone toes mm-hmm. you know but you know uh as you said just be open to you know feed uh feedback yeah from people and, that and they clearly are a, yeah 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 people that might have a deeper wealth of of, of knowledge on these um mm-hmm. experiences yeah or
0: or especially i don't know something more like intentionally professional you know if you're sending something out for publication or whatever in that case definitely you know get beta readers and make sure you do your research and talk to people but like i don't think anyone should really feel afraid of experimenting with the perspective i mean you know even if like you end up do uh writing something problematic that's kind of a good thing because then you can have that um someone highlight that to you and you realize um you're saying it there's there's a lot of things that like you don't even realize um are wrong like we all have um plenty of misconceptions about different marginalized groups um and yeah having them pointed out is always a good thing um so that we can improve and stuff but yeah i didn't find anything in here that that necessarily needed any of that um yeah because it's not yeah it's not really about chris in the modern day it's just about hey i was hurt as a child and it sucked Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh yeah, I, I do also want to say, so separate to the story, um, actually, so on the the Discord, there was actually some wonderful um, discussion, I hope Walker by Faith is okay with me talking about this, but considering the Discord is pub- public, when anyone can join at doofmedia.com slash Discord, um, for free, um, that uh, they talked about, um, so Walker by Faith, um, I don't remember exactly what their um, position, position is, but... Uh, they're like a a religious figure and they write sermons and stuff um and they talked about for a while as uh, some people asked them how writing that goes and they had some really interesting things to say so i know that you didn't see that jarvis because i I forgot to mention that to you um but yeah yeah, highly that's the sort of discussion that we have sometimes on the discord and i really really enjoyed seeing that and people discussing different ways of um, how these things go. And I, I definitely learned a bit about how sermons work and how there are so many different structures and mm-hmm. ways that people do those things. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that discussion that was on there. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, and honestly, I uh, I might end up going back and uh, reading it because I've always had a, a lot of questions about how you know ser- sermons are uh, constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, me growing up in uh, a Baptist church and seeing so many vastly different sermons Mm-hmm. I, I was, like, always sitting there wondering, like, okay, what went into sort of constructing this, um, ar- mm-hmm. this argument? Because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, from what I've seen, most of them are arguing something. Yeah, like you persuasive. Know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, will, I will definitely go back and um, read that. And it's even better that the Discord is free. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but,
1: okay, who's the last story that we're talking about? So our last
0: story is by Morgan La A with an untitled story. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the story title is "Thanks for having my last story on the podcast." Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the title. <laughs> I
0: mean it's in it's in brackets. So of course, that's the title. Yeah, and it's at the beginning. So yes. Um. Wait. Thank you for for that. Uh, we, we do appreciate that. Um. Uh, so we this is an action sequence with um this regenerating toothed beast that these nice. characters are fighting um the action is sort of interrupted as i think the character is uh casting spells and they all have the structure of um the name of the spell and then an amount of time so we have hot pot three minutes and a couple seconds later dead sprint five seconds walk three seconds and the walk is like a cooking walk so there's yeah. like a theme between hot pot and walk um as a it, it, that's a spell to cast a, like a shield but it's actually it is just a really big walk to materialize and be used to block Um, so we have this action sequence it's this main character who's doing these spells and another person named metra that's clearly has some sort of like physical combat um magic or abilities or some such um but they have this fight and at the end of it they nearly get their throat ripped out by this beast like they come seconds away before metra comes out of nowhere hits the beast holds it down while main character does a spell to put it down um, and we have this little conversation at the end, um, as Metro says, you can't keep doing this, um, main character is confused and says, I apologize. And she says, you don't even see it. People are always going to try and save you, but you shouldn't rely on that. You shouldn't make them do that. And finally says, I think, I think we shouldn't travel together any longer. Um, it's mm-hmm. sad, it's a sad, uh, moment, especially because like, I think we are a little bit confused, like the character, um. i think maybe that is i i don't know how much of that was intentional i did feel like maybe having a little bit more hint of um how the main character is like putting themselves at risk um Mm -hmm. goes into play but i i definitely feel like that was what the problem is is that this main character just repeatedly puts themselves at risk and keeps having to be saved and um the like pressure that puts on someone like metra is really awful
1: mm-hmm yeah yeah um well but yeah so so first i um do love any sort of monster that's mostly teeth uh mm-hmm. body horror up the wazoo love it um but yeah i i do like how even though we are in the middle of this sort of like action scene we are getting bits and pieces about these these characters and their dynamics and i think that the ending hits pretty hard um one uh, one character sort of saying how like they don't like how the other person is really taking risk and that, you know, on the battlefield, that can be a huge issue. Um, especially having to constantly look, look after this, this, this other person that's always running in to the, uh, fray, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that this story really does balance it out pretty nicely. The sort of like action that keeps us in, in engaged and a glued to the page while also giving us bits about these, um, characters, so yeah, overall, I think it's a really strong, strong piece, um, and yeah, and, and yeah, I, I would say that I kind of have the the same um, issue. Is a strong word, but I I have the same thing hold, uh, holding me back as a you do of just like the deeper explanation about how the ending came to 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 be, and, and if that was sprinkled out throughout this uh, uh, this piece, it would definitely help the ending have a bit more of an oomph to it. mm Hmm. Hmm. Mm Hmm. But all right. Uh, that is all of the stories for this week. Thank you so much for everyone who submitting who submitted their story.
0: So thank you very much to No Goodbye. Thank you to Apathetic Activist. Thank you to Jarby Jazz. Thank you, Just Stand Eight Four Six Zero. Thank you to Walker by Faith. And thank you, Morgan Lea. And also,
1: we would like to say thank you to everyone who left comments. Leaving comments, not on, only under your own story, but under someone else's story can provide them with crucial feedback and also can condense all of your own I, ideas on your own story for others to see. So thank you very much to Walk By Faith, Morgan La A, Just Stan 8460. Thank you to Jarby Jazz and No Goodbye. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I, I also want to say thanks to everyone who had some discussion on the Discord, which is especially Walker by Faith, uh, but also Sithril and Wildbow mm-hmm. and a bird, which I think is, um, uh, what is their username? I think it's like Reddit something, Reddit Factory. What was it? Stuck in yeah, Reddit Factory. Stuck in Reddit Factory. Yeah, I think that's a bird. Um, Spinagon. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful discussion that was on there. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, Uh, If you want to be like all of these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for 30
0: minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be on Twitter um, by following us at Right Thing Cast. Um, Hit that notification bell to see the notifications as soon as they come out. Um, And you can also send us emails at rightthingcast at gmail.com mm-hmm and if you want to support us and and everyone else in doof media you can do
1: that by donating to the doof media patreon all you have to do is donate ten dollars or more per month to get access to exclusive bonus content
0: Mm-hmm. yeah like uh, early episodes of the high ground um also doof after dark so there's plenty of episodes on that as well um i really actually want to throw some episodes together for some other stuff that i've watched recently i just watched um the french dispatch did you watch mm. that I don't think I did, but it sounds okay.
1: interesting.
0: It's, Is it yeah, like it's, a cop film? It's talk? Wes Anderson. No, it's Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. Huh. I mean, actually, it does have a good amount of cop stuff. It's actually interesting. I'm not sure what, what what's going on there, um, but I, I quite liked it. The second story with uh, Timothy Chalamet, I definitely got some like real like romance feelings from that. That was a good part. <laughs> um, and for some reason, someone I talked to said that they hated it, and like because they were, like, confused. I don't know. It was dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely disagree with them. Um, like, I, sure, it might not be your favorite with Anderson, but, like, it's it's good in its own right, for sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would love to, to talk about that with someone soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's always so much else going on here at uh, Doof Media. If you um, have not checked it out yet, uh, try checking out Pale in Comparison. Um, that is the uh, Pact Analysis podcast podcast. Um, with uh um that uh covers it from the perspective of already having red pale um and uh, jenny and malia do a really great job uh talking about it and just having a great time all the way through especially because one of them is a lawyer or i think lawyer in training and uh has some really interesting perspectives all the way through talking about how you know i I mean pact is all about um you know having clever wording and and such and uh yeah they do a really great job of explaining those Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice, nice. Well, all right. I think it's high time to roll into next
1: week's words. So, the words for next week are Bay, b b a y Terminal, Detective, and Arena. A
0: second. Yeah, so it sounds like Jarby Jazz is going to have a really, really easy time with this one, with Nutsack Bay uh, and yeah. the detective and stuff. <laughs> kind of really invites that. Um, you know, maybe a challenge, actually, don't write uh, um, uh, within that setting, but do still use the rest. I don't know. Oh, um, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, it's not really worth it. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, okay, so a bay, as in um, it is like a um area of land that sort of curves around water it's mm-hmm. often a body of water yeah uh, yeah. it's a great place to put a port um because it's usually like sheltered from the open ocean um there's just some great beaches there um mm-hmm. and um yeah some cities are sort of built around them um anything else that for a bay i, I suppose there's also like loading bays right which i think is comes yeah. from the docks but also like mm-hmm. a, it often applies like spaceships and such Also, Um, bae, B-A-E, is a shorthand for baby. Oh, is that what it's... No, I always thought it stood for before anyone else. Oh,
1: sure, yeah. That was my understanding. I I understood it as a shorthand
0: for baby, you know, how you call the person that Mm -hmm. you love. What's up, baby, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that is where it actually came from and then someone else attached the before anyone else, meaning just be because that's it's yeah, because Yeah,
1: right. because it fit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah.
0: Who knows? Probably both, yeah. Yeah, it's if I, you look on the Urban Dictionary, you'll find both, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so, and then uh, terminal, as in a, like, access terminal point to illness? a system. Yes. Oh, terminal, oh, yeah, actually, that would be a different um, one. That would be, like, um, end terminal point to you, your life, mm-hmm. um, the end point um actually i do wonder what the syntactic relationship between those two meetings is um if they Mm. are just the same one in some way um but there's also like computer terminals how you access that there's train terminals um where the trains stop um there is uh yeah just things that terminate i suppose where something ends the system ends um anything else
1: no i think i think that's it
0: okay uh detective someone who detects as their as their job Um, (laughs) we all know what a detective is exactly or they could be a pet detective finding out um Mm. which of your pets are doing drugs ace ventura Um, ace ventura god that's mm, man what a callback what a what a mm, love yep some great Trans stuff and and that those movies just wonderful just really good good stuff.
1: You know what? I haven't seen it in a while, so I I I, I don't know what well, just you're keep pointing it, at. Just but keep it. I'm pretty yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm 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 pretty sure. I do remember something like that. So yeah, so so maybe I mean, it will be worth yeah. wa- uh, watching it again to like look for that.
0: Yeah, the main villain of one of the movies is a woman who is a man. So oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, And do and they make
1: like like a lot of trans jokes?
0: Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, Ace Ventura gets very upset for sleeping with a man because uh, he slept with a man see. apparently. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it as a fun thing in my childhood that I watched <laughs> yeah. with my family as a risque thing. And yeah. we're just going to leave it at that and not investigate it any further. Um, but yes, yeah, so someone whose job is to d- detect things. Um, yes. last one an arena which i think is always a, a fun setting it's a mm-hmm. place where um uh, competitions are held often yeah. the implication is that it's a violent uh sort of competition but it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be it can um, be a card game arena exactly. too actually a beyblade ba- yeah beyblade arena for sure mm-hmm. yeah. um Bakugo arena? No, yeah, Bakugan, not problem. Bakugo. Bakugo is Bakugo the, is, a <laughs> is a character from My Hero Academia. I was talking about Bakugan, where mm-hmm. it's like these little balls, and you roll them onto the cards, and then they because there's a magnet, and the magnet makes the little ball like flip open and then to like it pops a little, up, yeah, little robot shape. It's really cute. Ah, take me back. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, all Jarvis. Right, uh, oh, oh, yeah. oh, who's who's first? Uh, flip a coin. I call heads. Okay, I call tails. It's tails. Okay, so me first, I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so tell
1: me your story. Uh, give me a thirty-second story.
0: Thirty-second story. Oh shit. Um. Okay, I'm gonna talk about this uh big old big old fight that happened. There's a big old fight in um this arena that was set in the bay. It was a water arena. They were jousting on um a ski. What are they called? The water. The water. Jet ski? jet ski yeah they were it's on just- jet skis and they were jousting on jet skis and they jousted um but then that classical thing happens where it was like it was supposed to you know just be a normal joust and they hit each other's shield except one of them died because the joust splintered and stabbed them in the throat and they died and then they were like Who how did this happen how, do, how did how did how did, was this competition and the term, terminal in, in a terminal and in they died um and so they hired a detective and the detective Uh, investigated and they found out it was a secret cabal of dolphins um, that were sabotaging um, one of the teams because that team was actually a supporter of um, uh, giant squids in the ocean Um, and they wanted to preserve the giant squids and giant squids eat dolphins and so the dolphins wanted to make sure that they put a stop to that okay and so they arrested all of the dolphins that were involved
1: Mm, arresting
0: dolphins yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i mean they're they're smart they're smart uh, enough to know what they were doing was was wrong so Mm -hmm. (laughs) makes sense all right jarvis Um, true story yeah, so uh my story next week is going to follow a mm-hmm. detective um but mm-hmm. but 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 his special thing is that he has a terminal brain brain uh illness mm-hmm. that is going to kill him in 6 months but because of this uh because of this illness he is able to to see a full day uh ahead. Okay. Uh, so like so he so he can peer in in to the future, but only by uh, one uh, one day. Mm-hmm. So he gets this vision that, that takes him to uh Santa Monica Bay where um, he is tasked with finding out how a a a man Joseph uh Dwight died and he thinks he died in an underground fight club arena mm-hmm mm-hmm it, yep. Is that? Oh,
0: that okay? Is there well, not this a conclusion? Is, this is,
1: well, yeah. So, I mean, he of course uh-huh. looks forward, and then he finds mm-hmm. out. Oh, I I need to go to the uh, FDA bar, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, that way he sort of sneaks under underground. He uh, watches a fight, but then he sort of enamored at like how much gravitas these these uh, fighters have, that he's that he uh, decides to step into the ring, mm. and he finds out that his ability allows him to never lose a a a fight because mm-hmm. he knows his opponent's moves a full day in advance.
0: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So he does that until he dies. Until he dies, which was mm-hmm. not a very long time because he had a terminal. Illness. Yeah, only only six six months, but it's it's <laughs> six months of glory, you know? Six months of glory. Shit, can he see his death a day in advance? Yes. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> yes, he can. Which, I mean, coming. maybe he can change it?
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know, though.
0: I don't think you can change, but yeah. How would you change a a brain? A terminal illness. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could like stop your death if it was like a, getting hit by a train or something. But yeah, or, or like a gunshot, yeah. Thing, there's just nothing you can really do about that. That's actually really yeah. interesting.
1: Mm. Well, well, then also, um by by him fighting, his uh, condition slowly got got worse. So he right. only he only ended up living three months. In, oh my goodness, that's yeah. terrible.
0: Yeah, well, but that's, but again, that's, glory yeah <laughs> again glory glory you're right <laughs> all right um do the right thing folks wear a helmet <laughs> um and do it. Uh, have a good do evening right. Mm-hmm. all right Goodbye, happy january crazy kids crazy kids crazy folks right. that stop.